And welcome everyone. My name is Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. This is season four, episode 199 with Hunter Tuned. We are going to be streaming live to YouTube. You can always find us over at clearproptv.com. And we are now live on our custom stream. Welcome everybody once again. Uh, this is season four, episode 199. Hunter Tune. Season four, episode 199 with Hunter. Uh oh, I think that was you, Will. Um, so we have uh, Hunter here, and we're going to say hello to everybody on the panel real quick. Uh, let's start with Linda Anderson, ParamountUSA.com. Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome. I'm excited. Thanks for. Hang with us tonight, Hunter, our awesome guest tonight. I'm super excited about Mondays. And uh, thank you, chatters and listeners and everybody joining us tonight. It's going to be a great show. So sit back, grab those snacks and all that good stuff. And uh, if you want to be a guest on the show like Hunter, just go to ParamountUSA.com. We'll take you right to my beautiful Facebook page and uh, say, you, hey, I want to be a guest on your show. And uh, I'll set you up and... We'll have a good time. So everybody just sit back and enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. And ParamountUSA.com actually goes to her own page that has links to all of her social media. So make sure you go and check that out. That's like thank you, Linda, for being here. Page. And yes, thank I have you. to say that. My own Your page. special page. And thank you so much for everything you do. Thank we definitely appreciate thank you. you. We also got Scuba Steve from ParamotorDude.com. <laughs> What's up, big dog? That's it, paramotordude.com. Um, yeah, thanks, Hunter, for coming on tonight. Um, I don't know if anybody else in the chat, in Super Chat, has watched Hunter's videos. If not, I recommend going and doing so. Um, he's uh, kind of new to paramotoring, but, man, he has given it his all, which I, I really appreciate seeing something like that. Um, I do a show every Friday. 8 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. If you go to paramotordude.com, it'll take you to my show. And also my paramotor videos are sprinkled through there. But I got like a, a playlist of paramotor videos. So you can watch those and all my mistakes because I post my accomplishments as well as my mistakes because I think we can all learn from it. So there you go. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We definitely appreciate you, buddy. Uh, thank you so much for all the stuff you do, especially talking with uh, about paramotors on your show. We also right. got Will Fly from willflyppg.com. What's up, bud? What's going on? Good to be here. Monday night, my favorite show. Um, yeah, check. you can check out my videos on YouTube. Just search for Will Fly and uh, you can go, uh, what is it, Sean? Willflyppg.com. I also post all of Steve's mistakes on my channel too. So if you're <laughs> interested in that, man, that's the place to go. <laughs> that is awesome. We probably need a page that's just called scuba Steve uh, messups.com. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I do want to say, Hunter, yeah, really, man, you're what it's all about. The guy just starting out, that's awesome. So welcome to the sport. Or the sickness, whichever, whichever right. you want to call it. <laughs> Flying's the only cure, man. I think, I think it's a sickness. I really do. And speaking about sickness, we got Kevin from Mississippi. What's up, big Kevin? Hey, how's everybody? You got the sickness too, right? You're coming up this weekend and uh, spending uh, three days to, to fly, 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 right? I am. I will be leaving here Thursday afternoon, evening. 
and then we're going to be uh, flying, 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 and at night we'll be uh, uh, making s'mores all over the fire because, oh, man, uh, yeah, it's cold over Hunter here. That, what, Kevin's got what, one flight? One. <laughs> one flight. So that's what you, and I know Hunter knows that. So he is really anxious to get another flight in. He's like biting Absolutely. at the bit. So I know it's all about yeah, the once weather. You get thing. Once. <laughs> it's all about the weather thing. It, it, it sucks. But anyway, uh, welcome to the show. We got uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Toon. He has a really awesome uh, uh, a YouTube channel. If you go there, the description is down below. You can be able to uh, click that link. He has, what, over 45,000 subscribers. Uh, he is really super awesome. Just started paramotoring. Has, what, about uh, three hours of flying under his belt. So <laughs> welcome to the show, Hunter. Glad you made it, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is really cool what you guys do. And I uh, I was just a viewer the other week and I uh, just, um, you know, was commenting down there like you guys should be. And um, look at here now. I'm on the show. Well, that's awesome. Millions and millions of people are watching you right now. Don't feel nervous. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no the well, pressure's on <laughs> i know right so uh we will be spinning the spinning wheel tonight so at will fly if you want to be on the spinning wheel hunter actually has a couple of stickers because he has his own logo his own stuff which is really cool and uh, we're gonna be spinning the wheel twice at about 7 30 so make sure you are here and not square hunter welcome to the show tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into paramotoring uh well i my YouTube channel is called Hunter Tuned. Um, I kind of come from a background of car stuff and I build hot rods and we do a lot of drag racing up here in Wisconsin. Um, been building cars and tuning cars. Uh, I have a chassis dyno. We do a lot of uh, tuning and installing turbochargers and making cars faster than what they should be um, up here. And I have been doing that for like 10 years and I've just been kind of... Um, it's become a job more, more or less so than a fun hobby for me. So I was looking into new stuff and watched Tucker Gott's video, just like a lot of people probably did to first get introduced to the sport. And I uh, saw some guy flying a $3,000, um, you know, AliExpress paramotor. And I was like, wow, I can get into this for 3000 bucks. <laughs> Needless to say, I was mistaken, but, um, but yeah, that's kind of how I got uh, introduced to it. And um yeah that's kind of it i guess i i think I just thought it, it looked really cool from youtube uh but i didn't know how much work was really involved honestly that's true i wonder how many people watch tucker got and that's why they got into the show that's one that's me here anybody else on the panel and if you guys did in the super chat uh, let us know that uh tucker got got you in this sport also so you yeah. do a lot of really cool things uh, up there in wisconsin it's kind of cold right now um what kind of uh flying do you do when it's cold or do you just work on cars um well i got introduced to the sport i would say i found tucker in like may or june of this year um so like the majority of the summer and the good weather that we have had has been mainly spent like kiting um i recently started flying um i don't know if you look on my channel but my first flight was right around the end of the summer so right when the weather started going downhill is right when i started going uphill you know up mm -hmm. in the sky <laughs> so um yeah that's, that's pretty cool. Now, I know that you, I, I watched your um, hopping up in the air just a little bit. Yeah. So uh, was that your very first one where you just hopped a little bit? You just got a little bit of air and it's like, woo, and then you went out for more flights or what? 
Yeah. So I, uh, practiced kiting pretty much all summer and I was very intimidated by, you know, actually flying, believe it or not, I got into this sport, absolutely terrified of it. So, um, I'm very scared of heights and I'm very scared of the, you know, actually being like in the sky was terrifying to me. So it was very hard for me to commit actually to launching. So kiting, I got really good at that. Or I would say, you know, for me, I got good at it. Uh, and then I slowly introduced the motor and I ran with the motor on my back and I still kited and then I had it running. And then eventually, um, I built up enough confidence to actually get into the throttle a little bit. And as soon as I did, I was actually startled one time where it actually just picked me up and I had no choice, but to just kind of fly for a second. Um, and, uh, I think I got scared the first couple of times that like, it actually picked me up off the ground. I was like, Oh crap, this is, this is happening. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I'd kind of just went up and came down and practiced taking off and landing a couple of times. Uh, without the variable of turning and actually using brake, I was very fortunate enough to have a very big uh, LZ, as you guys say, um, or paramotor pilots, a, a, you know, a takeoff place or a landing spot. Um, a local farmer here actually gave me access to about a hundred acre field with pretty much no trees. You guys can see in the bunny hop videos, it's a pretty wide open spot. Um, so I kind of just used that place to you know, get good at taking off and landing and building up the confidence, you know, to actually take flight. And I did that for probably 15 or 20 times, honestly, before I finally went up and I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to come back to where I took off because <laughs> it sucks when you take off and then you land like away from your vehicle or whatever. And then you got to hike all your gear way back to the vehicle. Uh, so I got sick of doing that after about 15 or 20 times. And I told myself, I'm going to turn around and go back to the truck. And I did. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So, um, what, what kind of gear are you flying right now? What is your motor? What is your, uh, wing and, uh, what is your all up weight? Uh, so I bought some gear used from a local, uh, paramotor pilot, uh, that got out of the sport to get into his private, he got his private pilot's license and he needed the money to kind of, um, get into that stuff. But I got a pretty good deal on a Parajet Maverick, and a Moster 185. And I actually bought the motor and an Ozone Spider 3 as like a package deal from this guy for a pretty good price. And then um, I I was told by a couple people that like maybe the wing, um, I might be a little bit heavy on that Spider 3. So I ended up buying from a local, another local guy, uh, Ozone Kona 2 27 meter. Um, and he kind of told me that that would probably be a better wing for me to uh, have my takeoff. So it'd be a little bit easier and it'd be probably a little bit more stable in flight and a little bit better for a beginner. Um, so I got the ozone Kona, uh, Kona two 27 meter. And that's the main wing that I've been flying, but the spider three is a wing that I'm hopefully going to progress into. So I'm keeping it around. I was thought, I thought about selling it, but I think it'd be a good wing to uh, possibly grow into later. Spider threes are really awesome. Almost a nil win. You can do a reverse on that. What size is your spider? Uh, it's a 26 meter. 26. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's still good. I mean, what's your all up weight? Um, I want to say I'm around 300 pounds all up with the motor and fuel. I personally, myself, weigh about 220 to 225, depending on what I ate that morning. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, 
you know, with my gear and everything like that. Um, I actually did step on the scale with about a half a tank of gas. And I want to say it was around like 290 or something like that, possibly. It was a while ago when I did it, but I'm just on the upper end of that 26 meter uh, Spider 3. Okay. And you said that you did fly that or just kite the spider? Um, I have kited it quite a bit and I flew it one time. Um, funny story, I actually was at the park one day here locally and I packed my wing up kind of crappy and all the lines got tangled. Like it was a disaster. I, I wish I had a picture I would show you guys. Um, actually, I, I might, I might find it here in a minute, but I, the lines, I got to the park and I laid my wing out and it was a beautiful night and, you know, taking advantage of the good weather that we're having here in Wisconsin, I knew, you know, winter was coming and stuff like that. And I was getting ahead of myself a little bit. Um, but I, I just got really frustrated with all the lines being all tangled and I'm like, how am I supposed to get this out? Um, needless to say, it took me about two hours to get it untangled. Um, but I'm like, I have that spider three. I should just grab that and fly that. And I did. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm ready for this thing, <laughs> but I did fly it one time. I uh, just did a little lap around my, um, my little park that is local here. Um, and holy crap, man, that thing's so much faster than the Kona. Oh yeah, absolutely. Spider is just incredible. Um, my first wing was a Roadster three, which is the heavier version of the spider three. Mm -hmm. And, uh, my first wing was a 28. And I think it was two, 220 pounds ish when I first started also kind of gained a little bit of weight. So I'm trying to do a little something about that, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I figured I'd be losing more weight getting into this sport. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm not as much as I thought. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's amazing. Once you, you know, once you do your your training and your kiting and your flying, then it's like, oh, well, this is easy. All you have to do is do this, give some gas on them flying, and then you start to balloon up again. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That happened to me. So, uh. I mean, Sean's got some videos, and I know there's a lot of other videos on YouTube of how to detangle your wing. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I, I guess I'm. I learned the hard way with a lot of stuff. I, I oh, tune okay. cars and, um, you know, I drag race and stuff like that. We always push stuff to the limit, you know, and we turn up the boost and turn up the motor a little bit more and more until it explodes, and then you're like, okay, now I know what not to do. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I did, I did get a couple tangles before that day, but this one specifically that day, man, it really made me frustrated, and I learned pretty quick of how to just you know, start at the A at the top of the wing and then just walk your way back to the riser and just kind of pull the, pull the risers up through the A's or whatever. And I just did that. And, you know, slowly, but surely I ended up getting, uh, getting it all out. But yeah, it was, it was definitely a learning curve trying to get the tangles out of the lines. Uh, and now I'm learning how to pack it up a little bit better. So that doesn't happen in the future. So when I get to the park or get to the place I'm going to fly at, it's just as simple as laying it out and being ready to go. Absolutely. I, Sounds like you learned the secret because that is the secret going from the leading edge with that a walking it back, shaking yeah. it through. That's pretty yeah. good. Uh, Scoob Steve, is there any questions in the super chat? Yeah, we got a couple of them. Um, I'll start with the second one first. Uh, do you desire to fly a trike or a quad? I mean, uh, yeah, I, have only done foot launching, but right when I started off in the sport, um, trike and quad was actually like desirable because, you know, I'm a power sports kind of guy. I like stuff with wheels. 
Um, I thought the trike stuff would be really fun, but um, guy I trained with up here in Wisconsin uh, kind of told me that the authentic way to do this is to start off with the, if you're capable to do the foot launch. And he kind of talked me into doing foot launch. So, um, and he said that I can always transition into a trike later if I want to. I can take my foot launch paramotor and put it onto a trike, which was appealing to, you know, it's almost cheaper to just start off with foot launch and then maybe I can get a trike later if I want to kind of thing. There you go. But yeah. I, I do think it would be a little bit, it would be easier in, in ways to trike launch or trike fly and harder in ways too. So I feel like landing and stuff might be a little bit easier with a trike. Um, well, the good thing is, you know, if you don't land by your truck, you can just scoot along yeah. on your trike right back over to the truck. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tracks um, are tracks are wonderful. You know, uh, if it's too windy, you just get in there and you tool around like it's a three wheeler or something. Yeah. And then Jay just want to know what town you were in and who taught you PPG. Yeah, I um I'm from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Um, I trained with Bill Stoll up at Wisconsin Powered Paragliding, and um, yeah, he's a great instructor. And uh, I kind of just uh, have been doing my own thing for a little bit now. But uh, yeah, that's kind of pretty much where I learned a lot of the stuff. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It's really cool that you have access to like what a hundred acres or what'd you say? I mean, it looked like you got a lot of field over there. Whether you want to do foot launch and or trike, it seems like you got a great field. Um, during the summertime, does he grow something there? Do you have to go someplace else or what's so I guess I was very fortunate. I kind of just made a post on my Facebook page and I'm like, hey, I'm getting into this whole flying thing. Is does anybody out there have access or uh, know of any like public parks or anything like that that I can fly at and I was fortunate enough to have a guy that follows me on Facebook was just like hey we have all this unused uh, wheat field that we only plant for x amount of time during the year you can go use this if you want to and I'm like oh wow that's very nice of them and um, yeah so I pretty much have been I learned my first couple of flights were in like an, a stubble cut wheat field and after that, uh, they gave me access to more and more of their farmland that wasn't being used. And I found uh, I found a lot of good spots through uh, just local farmers and stuff like that. And then we also have like a couple public parks uh, up here. And um, I've, I've been flying from a couple of those too. Sorry, uh, I'm a little bit under the weather if you guys can't hear, <laughs> but it's uh, it's all good. Yeah, no problem. And uh, because you are in the weather, we said that we're going to just make this an hour tonight. So yeah, uh, that's, or whatever. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, make sure you guys hit that like. Uh, that definitely helps everybody. If you like what you've heard so far with Hunter, give him some thumbs up. That's really awesome. Yeah. Um, any other questions in the super chat? Yeah, yeah well, there's a, a statement. Uh, the, who was it who said it? I think it was Greg. He said, my first wing was an Independence Grasshopper single skin. When he moved over to the Universal, it was quite an experience. How much faster he was flying and uh, how much smaller his LZ appeared to get. So that was kind of what you were experiencing there with the uh, spider, probably, Hunter. And then he did say, if someone isn't sure if they will eventually go to a trike, do you recommend getting a unit that is trike compatible? I think most units, like I said, you can probably put onto a trike frame, can't you? Yeah, well, that's uh, 
Yeah, my, and that's what I would do. Oh, I mean, yeah. when I go to a, a trike, I want the option of, of you know having both. Mm -hmm. So it'll probably be like a retract to trike, something along those lines. Trike to trike, the Kangoo basic trike is pretty much universal. That's what I got from my yeah. um, fly products frame. So yeah, it it works. Kangoo basic has two different uh, plates. You got the smaller plate and the larger plate. So if you need the the larger plate, you can use U bolts, and there's different uh, uh, things that come with it that you can put your your foot launch on. So you might want to look into that. The Kangoo basic is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I got the 150 cage, but it still took the smaller plate. I mean, I think the smaller plate goes up to 17 and a half inches, and my frame's only like maybe 13 and a half, 14 inches. So I just use the standard plate. I guess if you got a giant motor or something, then you can get the bigger plate, but it's solid steel. Mm -hmm. I think when they first made them, they were aluminum, but they had problems with them cracking. So now it's a really thick piece of steel that it bolts down to. So. All right. Was there any other questions in the on the panel before we continue? Hunter wants to. You're a Ford or a Chevy man, Hunter. Um, I'm a I'm a Ford car with a Chevy motor kind of guy. There you there go. You go. <laughs> that works. We always laugh. we have a we have a running joke that says Ford can make a chassis and rear end, and Chevy can make a motor and a transmission. There you go. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. One of my personal cars is a Mustang, and it has a Chevy LS engine with twin turbos. <laughs> nice. Yeah, God, that, yeah, I had a Chevy Impala Super Sport with the LT1 in there. That thing was crazy fast. But yeah, yeah um, Hunter wants, I mean, Hunter wants to know. Angela wants to know if the bar Cleo's is still open. She went to college in Green Bay. Okay. Um, like I said, I'm kind of more from the Fox Valley area. <clears throat> I know... Uh, places around like Appleton, Oshkosh, Fond du Lac a little bit better than I would in Green Bay. Uh, oh, the only okay. places I know in Green Bay are Lambeau Field, Go Packers, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't really get up to Green Bay a whole lot. I, like I said, I mainly stick around uh, the Appleton, Oshkosh, Fond du Lac area. Gotcha. Excellent. All that's all my uh, old stomping grounds, uh, Appleton and all my extended family are up there. And uh, yeah, that's really cool. I didn't know Sean was actually from this neck of the woods until. Tonight. Yeah, I remember. I oh, mean, Lord. I remember snowdrifts over the house, you know, and having to open up and dig our way out of the house. I mean, it, it gets some oh. it gets really nasty snowy up there. So when I finally made myself, you know, uh, went down south, I really didn't want to go back up there in the snow anymore. I kind of got warm-blooded down here i don't want to go back up there no more yeah. i've been i've been doing some flying uh recently in some a little bit colder temperatures and uh not gonna lie i have been uh thinking about trying to make a vacation possibly next month uh to do some flying down south i think it would be really cool there you go. if you down want south. to and you just want to drop down over here to arkansas we got a great place come on over it's a great lz uh bring a camper or just come over and you know stay with us if you want Oh yeah, thanks for that. I I definitely uh will put that on my uh wish list. <laughs> Excellent. Now um also too guys, uh if you didn't know, uh Hunter has a couple of stickers that he's gonna be giving away tonight. He has his own logo and stuff. Uh he he is pretty popular on the internet, not just for uh paramotor, but for a lot of things. He has over 45,000 subscribers. Make sure you go to his his YouTube channel, the links down Subscribe. below. 
click subscribe, hit that bell notification and uh, watch his journey. So if you want to win these stickers, make sure you at Will Fly in the super chat. Don't forget to hit some likes too and let Will know Will know that you are here and you want to be in the spinny Will of Winnie Things. I'll be going on in about five more minutes. So make sure you say something to Will for the... Yeah, I have a playlist on my channel too uh, titled Paramotor. So it's it starts off with me uh, just kind of uh, talking about wanting to get into the sport and then uh, progressing into my first little flights, a uh, bunch of kiting practice. And um, I actually talked with uh, Brad Roper. I think he's in Utah. I, I was just on Facebook one day and I was talking to him and he said, I think your next step should be motor taxi. And I'm like, and a, a, just a light bulb went off in my head. And I said, that was great advice because I was tax or I was, you know, doing kiting and stuff like that, but I didn't know what my next step could have been. And that was the one thing that he said, you'll know when you're ready to fly once you start doing some motor taxi. So that was uh, pretty good advice that I got and it, it instilled some, uh, uh, you know, next steps for me to get into the sky. And now I've been most of my last couple of flights, I've been up for 20 to 30 minutes. So. Okay. And you said you got about three hours so far of flying. How many flights is that? So I have about 30 minutes of about uh, 50, 20 second flights <laughs> uh, where I just kind of, you know, went up um, and then came back down kind of thing. But uh, after that, I have had probably about six or seven now flights of at least 15 minutes. Uh, so I'm right around that three to four hour mark somewhere in there. I haven't been keeping exact track, but I know that my trail tech on my motor, when I first bought it was at 25 hours and it's at almost 30 now, which I know some of that is just me idling in the shop, you know, playing around with it. But, um, other than that, yeah, I think a lot of the, the issue with me starting to get flying around is at first I couldn't get into the seat. So I would, as soon as I would pop off of the ground, I would kind of be stuck like with my, you know, chest out and the seat board on the back of my, you know, it was just resting on my back. And I'm like, oh crap, how am I going to get in? And, you know, on your first couple of flights, I was so scared and like, holy crap, this is becoming a real thing. Um, I didn't know what steps I could have taken to get into the seat at that point. So I would just kind of fly around looking like a, you know, an angel with my arms and legs wide open and I would just fly around and then I would come back into land. And I did that for probably like three or four flights where I couldn't get into the seat. And I got so frustrated that I, uh, I took some ratchet straps and I hooked them to my hoist at my shop and I just hooked them into the, the lift pads on the four post car hoist. And I just hooked them into my carabiners and I had my buddy hit the button on the lift and he would just kind of pull me up. And I, I realized on the lift, it was a lot less intimidating than uh, just what kind of maneuver I would have to do in order to get into the seat. Um, and I played around with some settings on my harness. Uh, once again, Brad Roper actually kind of gave me some ideas of trying to tighten the leg straps um, that might be able to get you into the seat a little bit easier and the first flight that I did where I tightened up my leg straps, as soon as I pulled the brakes down to pop off of the ground, I just fell right in. And I'm like, holy crap, that was like effortless. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, when the leg straps were too tight, I couldn't get out of the seat to run, to like run it out. Um, so now I'm trying to, I'm still trying to find that like happy medium of um, 
the setting on the leg strap in order to be able to be comfortable running and still be able to get into the seat easily. Interesting. So uh, if you lift your knees, are you able to just slide in? So now um, I can have the leg straps a little bit looser and I just didn't really realize how much effort I had to put into the, the movement of kicking your legs up to like slide into the seat. Um, I didn't realize how much effort it really took to kind of slide in, at least for me being a 220 pound guy with the Parajet Maverick. Uh, maybe it's a little bit tighter of a frame compared to some others. Cause I've had some other local guys that have a fly products frame and they say it's a lot easier to get into the seat than, you know, the Parajet Maverick. Yeah. I know one of the times when I took off, I don't remember if I had the leg straps too tight or too loose, but it took everything I had to get up in the seat and, I usually adjust my leg straps where I can just put a fist in between. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say is have the yeah. fist in between there is kind of a great setting to have. And then, yeah, usually that works. As soon as I get in the air, I can just pop back in my seat. There's no strain and, you know, trying to – and you don't want to pull your brakes real hard trying to get in Right. Your seat. That's bad. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not as easy as it looks. Right. Yeah, you stow your brakes and then you reach YouTube down. makes it look really easy. They do. They do. Yeah. <laughs> what is, what was it you were um, saying that Brad was telling you doing, uh, what'd you say? Motor? What, what was it with power the motor? Taxi. Um, uh, power taxi. He said, just, you know, go kite yeah, with that? the motor and use the power uh, just to kind of feel, um, you know, the weight kind of come off of you. And eventually, you know, you do that uh, practice with the motor running, kiting. Uh, eventually you get to a feeling and he said, you know, one day I think you're just going to be confident enough to, to take off. And sure enough, um, one oh, day okay. I grabbed a handful of power and I was off. <laughs> okay. That, but it yeah, is cool to practice. Uh, it is, I think, good practice to just um, kite with the motor and then feel, um, you know, the power application and how much easier running gets with application of power. It's crazy how weightless it is and how like easy you are to run once you have the power on press the thrust once you yeah. got that power lean back and let it just take you out yep. and all you're doing is you're just keeping balance you're not even running yeah you can go across the field all day long and just doesn't do anything other than you're just keeping your balance it's pretty cool Yeah, i've had a lot of people actually comment on my channel uh that say uh or at least on my personal facebook page they say uh it seems like the more and more you do this the faster you're taking off because there was times where I would taxi for like what felt like a mile and I'm just constantly checking my wingtips and I'm like, is it straight and level? Is it good? Is it good? And I would constantly do this. And when you're doing this, I've learned you lose a lot of forward momentum. Yep. Um, so I've been learning to mm -hmm. kind of trust the, you know, trust the thrust and just kind of pick a direction and, and stick to it. And that's one thing that I learned when kiting too, is pick a point on the horizon and just run towards it and try not to get off track too much. Absolutely. Yeah, it so is 730 guys already. Once or twice and just pointing forward. That's good. Uh, good advice there. I'm, I'm just totally. listening to you Hunter tonight. I'm, I'm learning every, every Monday. I learn something new about, yeah. you know, this and that's what I love about what you guys do here on the podcast is just, uh, being able to share information um, for for new pilots like myself, and uh, it's sure. very good to to share this information. I feel like it's going to keep people safer and uh, yeah. you know get people into the sport. Very refreshing, I have to say. Yes, 
No, usually if you I'm just take your, um, your wing tips, if you just look to the right or left, it usually doesn't slow you down much. But if you look up, if you look up, you really yeah. lose a lot of that forward. Speed. Yeah, you try to run looking up. Anyway. Yeah, it don't work. <laughs> you no, you usually slow. drift off to the side. If you look up, you usually drift off to the side yeah. instead of going forward too. Yeah, yeah and oh. I think one of thing that I learned with a lot of kiting too is yeah. just having that feel without looking. Yeah. If you do enough okay. kiting, you can kind of just glance a little bit and just be able to feel where the wing is without looking. I think that's a good thing that people should practice before they fly a lot is just being able to feel where the wing is without actually seeing it. Huh. So yeah, you can yeah. definitely feel it. And, and one thing with my spider I notice is that thing is kind of hard to feel because of the lightweight fabric. It's not as easy to kind of tell where it is when you're kiting versus my Kona. That thing feels like a big boat above my head. Uh, that thing's really easy to tell. But at the same time, it's a little bit harder to kite uh, compared to the spider. I feel like the spider pops up real easy. It stays above your head a lot easier than the Kona does. But I don't have, an, I don't have enough experience in flight with the spider to compare it a lot. But the two things I did notice was the spider was easier to kite and it was way faster. And it seemed like if uh, I was able to land easier with the spider, I feel like the flare was uh, more pronounced. I feel like I slowed down a lot more when I flared with the spider compared to my Kona. Um, sorry to get off topic, but that's just something I thought of there. <laughs> no, the topic is paramotor. So, you know, there you go. Yeah. that's what we're talking about. It's no big deal. Yeah, it is. It is uh, past 730. So we've been doing this for uh, 30 minutes already. That's crazy how quick time goes by. It's amazing. We'll fly. Um, we got one more person that joined our uh, online uh, audio only. The name is N-A-D-N. So if you want to put them on the uh, spinny wheel. And uh, once you put Ooh. that up, Paramom from ParamomUSA.com, Linda Anderson, We'll shout out everybody that's on this spinny wheel. Guys, you got about two seconds to say hello to Will Fly yep. and let him know that you are here so we can spin the spinny wheel. This is my favorite, favorite time of the night saying hello to all my chatters. Oh, cool. I see the list. All right. I'm going to say hi to everybody. It's rock and roll. And that's a nice spinny winny wheel of winny winny things. Uh, we got John Wayne, cowboy in the house. Yeah, Kramer, my lovely Kramer, Walter Priori from Australia, and it is tomorrow already, so we know there's going to be a tomorrow. I love you, sugar. We got James Calhoun, Gary Simon, Steve Kennedy, Dewey Milstead. I love you. 555, Joe Adele in the house. What's up, Joe? My lovely flying flamingo Jane. Tony Marzano, Mr. Vegas in the house. Plainfield PPG, Craig B. What's up? Lovely Angela Preslick. How are you, Miss Vegas? And we got Guardian Service Dogs. We got Chris uh, Bodjams and Greg Laney. What's up, Greg? We got Bill H. Hello, my friend. We got Kenneth Kidwell, Travis DuPont in the house. And we got NADN in the house tonight. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, if you ever want to just listen to the audio and not go to YouTube, you can always go to Podbean, search for PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, and listen to it live because we'll always live audio stream it while we're doing this. 
All right. So tonight we are going to be giving away some stickers from Hunter. Hunter, tell us a little bit about the stickers. Yeah. yeah so this is just my logo uh, that I have for my YouTube channel. And um, yeah, I also have a website, huntertune.com. I sell a lot of uh, parts and stuff like that. And I figured, hey, you guys can get a free sticker tonight. Uh, but yeah, I sell uh, fuel injectors. Uh, see if I got one here. I'll show you guys. Um, I sell like uh, fuel injectors for uh, cars. So these are um, oh. my injectors that I sell. I sell turbochargers, uh, wastegates, blow-off valves. Here's one of my uh, wastegates. These are all just parts for, you know, turbochargers and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like sure, I said, sure. I build yeah. hot rods and we try to make engines go faster than they should. I can't wait to, for you to do that with your uh, paramotor. Yeah, I would love to um, do a little bit of a uh, deep dive into some maintenance on my motor when it needs it. Um, I'm excited to uh, start tinkering with it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. All right. When oh, he puts injectors in four hours, he's got a ways to go. <laughs> <laughs> when he puts injectors and, uh, you know, turbocharges on his paramotor, I cannot wait to watch those videos. Which yeah, there is a, there is an EFI, uh, Moster 185 now. So maybe I can get into tuning <laughs> the, oh, the new EFI model. You have nitro on that thing before you know it, man. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tony Marzano has a good question. He says, how many people are watching and how many thumbs up? So we got 26 watching and six thumbs up. Ooh, yeah, you guys got to hit the like button get up to 26. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for checking, Tony. Appreciate you. Appreciate all my chatters on Monday nights. Much love. Yeah, Much you love. guys You guys should definitely like what these guys are doing here. It's awesome with the <laughs> paramotor community. Oh, yes. Yep. I call them my para family. Para family. It is. Yep. <laughs> Doing this for what almost four years now with you guys. And uh um my panel's awesome. And yeah, and every time I get a new guest on the show or I find a new guest, it's another para friend. Yeah. You know, and then I open then when you come on our show, it opens you up to um meeting other people and in, in yeah. the sport that show the passion of the sport like you. So that's what it's all about. That's what I love about doing the show. Yeah. And I think, I think a good thing too, is like just trying to find knowledge from every, every, uh, everywhere you can, because there might be one little thing that one person that you never met before tells yeah. you that could, could keep you safer in the sky, you know? What's there your you channel? Yeah. Exactly. Your YouTube channel? Uh, my YouTube channel is Hunter Tuned. Yep. Hunter Tuned. I think so it's funny because on my show Friday, I was like, Linda, you need to get Hunter on the show. She's like, he's going to be. I was already that. on it, babe. <laughs> I was like, I was... go. Okay. I didn't know he was already going to be on the show. Okay. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> I, we already had that all taken care of, didn't we, Hunter? I was like, oh, yeah. He's already on board and the whole thing. Yes, yeah. yes. And yep. also, you also, any Monday that you want to just join us here, you can be part of the panel. Everybody on the panel has been a guest at one time. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I would love to. Like I said, I love um, sharing my experiences and just trying to gain as much knowledge as I can to try to stay as safe as possible uh, doing sure. this. I just had a I just had a little baby boy and I want to. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It's awesome. Well, see, in May, you're going to have to come up. You're going to have to ride, uh, fly across the lake and come out to Torchport. Yeah. For the that's where I fly out of when I go on my tandem. So nice. I took a tandem last last May, uh, last year, my first tandem. And then I took another one 
this this past May, and I had a blast. And so, um, and then you can meet Eric and Jade Lear. Okay. With, um, Paramotor. I always say it wrong. Northern Lights Paramotors LLC. Okay. Yes. And you have to meet them. They're awesome people. They're the ones that took me, got me up in the air on my first tandem. And I can't say enough about, about them. So definitely. Yeah. I'll I'll send you the, I'll send you the whole uh, schedule thing or whatever that says when all the clients are Hunter. Oh, you can't see it right now. I'll wait. Yeah. Sorry if I don't respond right away too. I get, I get a ton of messages every day and emails and it, it gets my message box gets a little cluttered sometimes. So, sure, no, no problem, no problem. All right, let's see who's gonna win. Good luck. All right, Will. Whenever you're ready, I'm ready. Spin the spinny wheel of winny things. Oh man, <laughs> it's Walter. Walter Priori. Oh wow. Uh, I never even saw it spin. Okay. Yeah, did that? I didn't did see it spin either. Spin? It just all of a sudden, boom! I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it must be a lag. So uh, Walter lives in Australia. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, do we have? <laughs> or, do we have? Do we have uh, some stuff we're putting together for Walter? Or no? Um, no, we don't have anything for Walter. I'm still paying that off on my second mortgage uh, second <laughs> house, like, a couple yeah. years ago. Okay. Well, let's see here. Close that. Yeah, I don't know if Hunter normally ships to Australia with his fuel injectors and stuff. Um, I do, but it's definitely a surcharge. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Walter says, Walter says spin again, and yeah. Hunter thanks you, Walter. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, i'm gonna uh you guys talk about something i'm gonna change the oh what was that where'd i put it oh okay oh, yeah oh, here's jade sticker say chat among yourselves please yes <laughs> the one that uh paramount was just talking i about. love that yep that's pretty cool yeah and sometimes you're gonna find my stickers sean you got them in the safe man i, know I got them yeah, over john i want to see place. those stickers you, you finally, did those real good no one's gonna find those <laughs> finally finally you know i'm not over at the uh, school and uh you know thank goodness for some holidays you know uh for the entire year i've been pretty much over at the school working on school training uh i've been enjoying staying here hanging out with the family you know, uh, I mean, yeah, it's getting colder and anybody that wants to train can come over and train. Obviously, Kevin's coming over for this weekend. So Friday, Saturday and Sunday, we are training. But, uh, man, I'm really digging, you know, kicking back and relaxing, enjoying with the we family. deserve it. Yeah, that's what it's about. You know, you got to have that family time. Definitely. Gosh. Cool. Are right, you ready? Okay. But what I was saying, Will, is now that I have some time, I'll probably be able to find those stickers and uh, send them out. They're probably with the other stickers in the other room. Yeah, I can send you these two if, yeah. Or I can send another pair. I see it spin this time. Let's see. That's a spinny, spinny, Will. Yeah, man, I greased it well. Greg Laney. Let's see if it's Greg Laney today. Oh, yeah. So Greg's the coolest. I don't know why, but I'm seeing Guardian Service Dogs, I think. But, you know, obviously Tony Marzano always wins, too. So Bill H. always wins. Who knows? Let's find out. Yes. 
No, Guardian Service Dog just went by, so that's not right. Bill H. Going to be Bill H. Or is it going to be Travis, maybe? No, man. I might have called it. going to be Travis? going to be close. Travis has always went. Wait a minute, Craig. Oh, my goodness. It's right there. It's Craig B. I think it's going to be Craig B. And guess what? Or it's going to go all the way to Bill H. Guess where Craig B lives? You there you go. <laughs> lives in Australia too. The only oh, no. Australians. <laughs> oh really? That oh, that's is... funny. Seriously? Oh man, yeah, seriously, right, Craig? You live in Australia. <laughs> Tell me if I'm wrong. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> Hunter is like <laughs> crap. <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? It's only going to cost one hundred and fifty dollars per sticker. <laughs> yeah yeah you need to change the background of the spinny wheel to usa I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> usa uh yeah. well uh yeah i don't know where to go with that so um craig says also australia so go again guys all right thank you man awesome. so i've removed both australians but you're still with us guys you're still in our hearts you just feel <laughs> Because you were both winners. Man, what are the odds? Uh, that, that's a huge odd thing. I tell you what, <laughs> you guys better go to your lottery and uh, get pick up a couple scratchers or something. That's pretty odd. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> All right. So I added CT Fly to the wheel. You guys ready now? All right. Yeah. You know what that means? CT Fly is going to win. Yeah, but CT Fly lives in, uh, I think, what is it? Zimbabwe, was it? <laughs> like, like I said, <laughs> that's funny right. so who's it gonna be ct fly uh, oh ct fly i'm gonna go with bill h i'm, I'm gonna still say bill h. i'm gonna say Please, can't wait till it stops linda you gotta pick before i know <laughs> i'm saying guardian i'm gonna say travis, I'm gonna say travis. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe James Calhoun. Wow, it is so laggy. It's like spin stop, spin stop, spin stop. I think it's your computer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Looks like it's just hitting every single name. It's going yeah. name, name to name. There goes yeah. Garden Service Dog. Sorry, I tried. Oh, Tony. Man. Tony or Bill. Tony. Is it going to be Bill H? I don't know. They're both blue. That's weird. Can't tell where the line is. There's a fine line between Tony Marzano and Bill yeah, It's going to make it to Bill. It'd be wow. like a tie. That's, that would that's be a tie. Be Bill. It's going to be Bill. I won. Bill H. <laughs> Congratulations, Bill H. Who lives winner, in winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> All right. Now, the good thing about Bill H, anytime that he does get stickers, he puts he puts it on something so everybody can see all the stickers that he's ever got. We love our stickers. I got them all over my lap on the, my laptop. So um, I like I don't even have room for any now. <laughs> Unless I get another laptop. <laughs> okay, so that means we have one more spin, right? One more spin. And also, too, uh, Hunter, tell us about uh, how do we get to your website and can they uh, contact you through the website for the stickers? Um, yeah, you can email me at huntertuned at gmail.com or honestly, you could probably just text my phone number too. That's 920-410-2144 and then just text me your address and I can get them mailed out uh, to you. But yeah, otherwise my website is huntertuned.com. 
Huntertuned.com. That's a cool name, man. Thank you. All right, here we go. Shuffle, 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 then do, 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 do. All right. I'm going to go for Travis. I'm going to timer this time. I, I've been saying Guardian Service Dog for, for all this time, so hopefully it's going to work, but probably not. So CT Fly, uh, James Calhoun, Flying Flamingo Jade, come on. It doesn't Maybe seem our... like it's going all the way around. And I know hmm. it's kind of jumpy, but it's pretty neat the way it jumps. You just have to trust me. Oh, just leave it on Travis. Trust <laughs> the thrust. Travis. On to Jay. <coughs> nope, it's going to keep going. Is it Jay? It looks Is like it? it might be Jim. James Calhoun, maybe? Oh. Jim, I think that you won some stickers, buddy. It's James. <laughs> James. I like well I like when you have the little uh what did you last week remember you had the um like sound like a cowboy or whatever remember oh yeah that? this is a this is a different wheel <laughs> oh I see time to set it up well that's it so James Calhoun and Bill H right and uh huntertune.com is the website and uh, what was the email again hunter huntertuned at gmail.com or you can get a hold of me on Facebook. I got a lot of social media out there that I'm sure you can find me somewhere. <laughs> yeah, unlike a lot of YouTubers, uh, Hunter will answer you if you type in his comments. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm taking my glasses off, so you know what that means while I'm thinking of it. I think that means we're going to do a heart. Thumbnail. Come on, heart. I thought, I'm not sure which trike fits. Two, three. Me. Pair of jet. I think it is the retractor trike. You ready, Steve? Oh, ready. Hey. <laughs> He's talking to himself. <laughs> One, two, three. I got the heart, Sean. Hey. Sure. I don't know. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It did. I got him. Yep. Good deal. Perfect. And that was the only time it seemed that it worked. So I don't know. Awesome. Are you Thanks, doing Will. anything special for the 200th episode? Wow. The 200th oh, yeah, episode yeah, yeah. is uh, next week, actually. Yes. On yes. Yes. We are doing something special. Uh, we just, I'm going to try and round up uh, the, you know, bunch of alumni. I'll get on, I'll DM a bunch of people, um, you know, you for go. next week and tell them. And maybe, maybe you can, Put something together like uh, a thumbnail in, you know, like on Facebook, Sean, and just say, you know, make a big deal of it. Our 200 show, come on, join us, something like that. We you can know. hold, we can hold a hundred people on here. Uh, so I would really like to see if we can get a hundred people back here, log in, at least log in just for the thumbnail if they don't want to stay, but just come in for, you know, the first yeah. part of the podcast for our 200 episode. Uh, that would be yeah. really neat. I mean, a hundred? How cool would that be? Yeah, so, I might. I, I think next week um, I'm gonna wear like a Santa hat or something because it because the following week is Christmas. So if you guys want to kind of you know do like we did last year, make a, we'll celebrate that you know the 200, mm -hmm. and then you guys can you know wear Santa hats or whatever. I'm gonna see if I can find like a Christmas background thingy 
whatever, you know. Yeah. So we'll make it. We'll make it fun. Tony, I uh, don't hunt. <laughs> I, I was a hunter, but I uh, I don't really do a whole lot of hunting anymore. Ah, I must have missed that question. No, that's all right. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we're talking. We're talking our two hundred two hundredth show. Yes. <laughs> that's all good. I saw then, that, but I was like, yeah, I'm not asking him that. Does Hunter? Right, huh? right. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a running joke that a lot of people ask me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Very well, cool. You help with setting up the Zoom. Bill, I can help you if you need be. It's not hard. You can use your phone if you want to. If you don't have a computer with a mic and a camera, then you can use your phone if you would like. Um, you can get the Zoom app for free either on Google Play or iOS, and you can... I didn't think it was this easy to uh, hook in with my laptop, too. Oh, yeah, really. Yeah, all you need is a free Zoom account, and then uh, all you have to do is click the link, and you are here on the show. So um, every year we have the same link for all of our shows. So if you've been to any of the shows and you got the link saved, all you have to do is come back or just go back to the guest chat and uh, if you have been a guest, you're still in the guest chat. Uh, just log in. And like I said, 100 people, how cool would that be? I would really like to see that, actually. Yeah. Very cool thumbnail. That came out really nice. Because I now I have my new background. And I was wondering, and I can actually, when I look in the picture, I can see me behind. I can see me behind. It's it sounds cool in theory, but I had people or something on a Zoom call one time. It's chaotic. You had how many? 50-something. 50 50-something. 50 I'm just saying, jump on for that first five minutes, do a thumbnail, you know, and, uh, you know, just for the thumbnail thing. You could mute everybody, and then when they want to talk, you know, they can raise their hand or unmute, because otherwise, you got 50 people, and they're all got their mics going. It's nuts. Yeah, well, we got we got that hand thing. So if you put yeah. your hand up, it actually pops up showing that you got a. Yep. So. What are you talking about uh, next week? The thumb one works for me, yeah, but I can't up. do the hearts. For there I am. I got my. There's the thumb. Yeah. We're gonna do the macarena or the chicken dance here. I'm not sure. I'm kind of. <laughs> hey, macarena. Yeah, then you do the thumbs up, then it shows yeah, the thumbs up. Thing. I just can't <laughs> do the heart. I don't. <laughs> he's got he's got the hand and the thumb. It doesn't work for me. What? Put, put your hand <laughs> you know, up. Who does that? <laughs> Here, do that yeah, right there. Big Show old like scary that. hand. Show like that. Off to the side. There you go. Now hold it right there for a second. Do you see a thing it. doing a little timer in a circle on your screen? No. It doesn't. Yeah, you have it turned off. That's why. Ah. Sure. I I don't even know where to turn it on, let alone turn it off. That's so funny. Click on more, and then it says, recognize hand gestures. Make sure there's a check next to that. I don't even see that option on my, and I go into settings, right? No, on the bottom of the Zoom, you'll see where it says mute, stop video. All the way to the right, it says more. Click on more. Okay, I'm going to click it on right now. Play chime for raised hands. It says download for me. Right below play chime for raised hand, it should say recognize hand gestures. Nope. One says this says reactions. No, no. It should say recognize hand gestures. If you don't have that, then you probably reactions. That's it. Reactions. Reactions. It's reactions. 
parrot triangle up to it's, you it's under reactions but yeah oh raise hand okay let me see recognize hand gestures there he goes oh look you ah. got it <laughs> okay 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 this is the hard one though yeah the heart one yeah now try to do the heart linda yeah do the heart there we go see there's the hearts oh how does she make the heart work? I see the heart already showing. So she just clicked on it. That's not. Well, fair. I just clicked at the. No, that's. It looks like you're done with the heart or something. Okay. <laughs> this awesome. is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I can. Yeah. Now I'm, now I'm going to want to. I'll be playing with this. Um, <laughs> right. Reactions. And yeah. then if you like, you're all happy and everything. Then you hit this one. There's in here. <laughs> Where's oh, the, I can't click on the party one. I don't know how you're clicking on them. I can't. I we have just have way too much fun on here. It looks like we got 20 likes. Thank you so much, everybody. Yes. Uh, if you really Thank enjoyed you. this, please hit that thumbs up. That really helps our metrics. And of course, our guest goes, oh, thank you. I guess you all like me. Yes, yes, yes. And we did. I think we missed. Uh, I don't know if we got it or not, but what altitudes did we ask? Ask that question. What altitudes? Oh no, we didn't. We didn't ask that yet. What altitudes do you uh, fly at? It's you probably don't go very high, I guess. So, do we still ask that question? Yes. Yeah, for Hunter, for Hunter, Hunter, uh, Dewey's Milstead said, "What altitudes are you flying at?" Um, well, when I first started, I was just doing those little hops at like maybe fifty feet or seventy-five feet. Uh, but recently, now that I've been flying around a little bit more. Um, I, I'm between like 200 and 400 feet for the most part. The highest I've gone so far is 470. Cool. Do you use, um, gaggle or anything like that? Uh, as far as um, I have gaggle downloaded on my phone, but I don't really know how to use it. Honestly. Okay. Um, I just have like some other altimeter app that I threw in my pocket. And also I just picked up an Insta 360 camera, which I think actually nice. has that stuff built in. And you can like overlay it with video. So I might be trying to do that on an upcoming video. Ooh, nice. So yeah, Gaggle's really nice. When I'm flying. Gaggle's really nice because it has a whole community. You can see where other people are flying in your area. I feel like a lot of the stuff on my Gaggle, at least, everybody's private. Hmm. At least like I don't see a whole lot of public stuff. I feel like a lot of the a lot of the groups. The one thing I'm seeming to not like about paramotoring, at least around these areas, is it seems like it's very clicky. Like you have your group over here and then you have your group over here. Um, that's what it seems like, at least. Very clicky, huh? Yeah. Well, if you guys want to uh, join Paramotor Arkansas, let me give you the QR code. So just... Uh, that on the uh, gaggle? Yeah, that's gaggle. So you okay. can uh, um, go here, use your gaggle, hit the QR code. And anytime that we fly, you'll be able to see. So if you open up your gaggle, well, actually not open your gaggle, just open up your, your camera and see if this works. If it works. Oh, oh it disappeared. Oh, there it is. Oh, it works. Be still. Now yep, it's open it works. Yeah, I got it. Works. Paramotor Arkansas, Arkansas, Arkansas. So you can actually make your own QR codes for wherever you want to. You can invite, you can share, and that way, and you can still make your, your stuff private so people won't see you fly if you don't want. 
Um, but it's always nice to make something like this. So uh, if you have people that, you know, are watched, you know, um, are, are worried about you, your friends and family, you mm -hmm. know, if they have the uh, gaggle, even if they don't use the gaggle to go fly, they can, um, you know, uh, watch you fly and know when you fly. And that way they can keep up with you. So if you want to see people around Paramount, Arkansas fly, if you want to be part of the group, obviously uh, use your camera and use your QR code. Uh, be part of Paramount, Arkansas and um, be part of the group. Mm hmm. Was you on a racetrack that day, Sean? I mean, I'm just looking at that flight and looking <laughs> at you do a racetrack maneuver there. Um, that may have been so. A lot of things that I do too to to show people, uh, to show the students is I go up and then I do like 360s or I do you know uh, whip stalls or something like that. So people can so you can see on the ground how much altitude you lose when you do a 360 turn or when you stall your wing because I stall my wing and then I do a big surge to show them the big surge. Um, I go around and I pull big ears, et cetera, et cetera. That way you can kind of see on the ground what it looks like. Um, don't do it when you're flying, but yeah. Gary from SpongeBob. Okay. <laughs> That's I don't know one of Butch's flights though I'm questioning this one um because it says he went 300 and something feet I mean that's that's just a straight line or a curved line that's probably him on the um on the uh nine bot uh I got another one for you guys if you want to be part of the paramotor club uh we also have the paramotor club uh um, on on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. So let me give you the Paramotor Club. So if you do have Gaggle, um, go ahead and grab your um, your phone. Use your uh, your camera. Scan this QR code, and that goes to our Paramotor Club that we're going to be uh, doing for this next year. So actually, Paramotor Club. Yeah, this is gonna be the Paramotor Club. We got. Um, Facebook. We're going to do a whole um, whole website. So if you want to check it out, be part of the Paramotor Club. Could, would you mind doing the Arkansas one again? Sure. Please. Arkansas. Great. Oops. Come on. Come on. There you go. What? What the hell? Come on. Uh you gotta be quick. I know, right? What's going on here? <laughs> I there got it. it. Is. There we go. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. So um, I really do really love Gaggle. So um <laughs> I, I I bought the the whole version for Gaggle. Um I think it's amazing what they're doing. You can see uh, airplanes and and uh, other traffic when you're flying. You can see uh, other uh, pilots when they're flying uh it has saved me a couple of times because i'd be flying at a certain altitude and tell me hey you got a helicopter you got a jet you got an airplane on your five o'clock at whatever altitude i'm like oh i better get down as soon as i get down five minutes later boom, right where i was yeah it's funny i actually with the little amount of flights that i have i've already been up there with a jet that was off in the distance cool yeah yeah, yeah, I don't want to do that around here because we got F 22s, F 35s. They go a wee bit more faster than they, us. And, well, 
If I could, I could hear them with my headphones on because they are loud. Wow. Yeah. Be fine. <laughs> You'd be fine. <laughs> no big deal. It shakes the whole house every time. And they fly almost every day. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy. All right. Um, once again, uh, Hunter, um, he, he has been our guest today. Hunter Tuned. He has his own website, huntertuned.com. Uh, tell us more about, uh, you, you know, more about your your website, uh, um, your .com, what you do, all that fun stuff. Yeah, like I said, I just kind of, um, I got into tuning cars. And, um, you know, we have a racetrack up here called Wisconsin International Raceway. And uh, it's a um, track local to me. And I pretty much as soon as I started going there, I started getting into modifying cars and uh, stuff like that. And I've been doing that for like the last 10 years or so. I have a chassis dyno and um, we dyno tune vehicles. Uh, so that's if you guys don't know what a chassis dyno is, it's pretty much where you put the car on a treadmill. It's like a treadmill for a car and you the car drives on it and you can do a bunch of testing and figure out, um, you know, what what parts work on what engines and stuff like that and kind of dial in setups before you go to the racetrack. So you're not going to the racetrack um, with something that doesn't work. Uh, It's kind of a good testing tool that we use. Um, So that's what I do. And then I sell parts um, that accommodate the the stuff that we do on the dyno really. So turbochargers and injectors and uh, pretty much anything related to that kind of stuff. Um, Like I said, I've been doing that for the last 10 or 10, 15 years. I've been doing that. And uh, it's like I said, it's be, kind of become more of a job for me than a hobby. And I uh, recently found the whole PPG thing, um, which has become my new obsession and my new um, kind of escape from cars. Well, excellent. Glad yeah. that you joined us tonight. Yeah. Uh, like I said, you are more than welcome to hang with us and be part of the panel anytime that you want to. Uh, every Monday night at 7 p.m. Obviously, we we jump in a little bit beforehand so we can talk a little bit. Um, yeah. but, um, any other questions uh, in the Super Chat or from the panel before we say goodbye? Not that I remember. Um, well, Jade asked, does Hunter go to EAA? I'm not even sure what EAA is. It's like a big... Um air show i think it's one of the biggest ones it's like right down the street from my house actually oh Uh, whitman um regional airport or whatever uh it's just a big air show where i think there is some some ppg guys that go to it um Mm -hmm. i think like aviator has a booth there and uh, i think kyle o was there last year just kind of stopped in or whatever i have i have gone to eaa but i typically go for like the airplane night shows and stuff I'll probably definitely go next year now being a PPG pilot. Ah. See, see what's out there, you know. There you go. Yeah, you got to get out to those fly-ins, you know, and start getting out, get yourself out there and start, yep. you know, meeting meeting uh, more people, <laughs> you know, and all that stuff. And, yep. oh, heck yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's who I trained with was uh, Kylo. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've He's actually uh, reached out and done some uh, – some over messaging advice too for me so that's he's oh, cool. pretty much appreciate cool. i love his videos yeah. for anybody uh looking to get a little bit more knowledge he's a great uh, resource that is so kyle O right there yeah i mean he pays attention you know he might not comment a lot on things but when he comments it's like zing that's exactly you know it's just like perfect perfect one, one one piece of advice that he gave me too is like you just got to be a steely-eyed pilot 
you know, just yeah. be confident in what you're doing. And I think that's a, that's a really good piece of advice too. Yeah. Nope. Cause I was always a little gun shy of getting in the sky initially. Uh, but yeah. Next. Well, you're going to do great things, Hunter. I just know it. Yeah. Pretty soon we'll stop. see some 360 video and Hunter's going to be like 14, 1500 feet. Right. That's one thing that I'm still kind of a little bit, um, I'm trying to get myself over is I feel like once I hit around 500 feet or so, I almost get like vertigo or like, I almost feel like a little dizzy when I'm up there just because it's like, it's like a whole new world, you know? It is. It, it definitely is. Sure. I don't know if it's like a little bit of like, just kind of scared or like what kind of feeling it is, or if you guys have experienced that before, uh, or if you get to a certain altitude and you get just a little bit woozy. Actually, I look down and it looks like Google satellite view to me. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. It's. it's I, I feel like it, it's it's only going to happen a couple times and then I'll get over it because that's right. I've already proven that to myself with starting to fly. Um, the more I'm doing it, the more comfortable I'm getting every time. Yeah, you'll have the same same experience once you get comfortable comfortable flying at a thousand fifteen hundred feet. Yeah, five thousand feet you'll have the exact same feeling probably because your brain doesn't have until that. You get, until you get back to that like comfort level, like, oh, I've been here before. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Jade says they'll be at the US PPA booth at the EAA thing if you do come. So go check them okay. out. Okay. Yeah. I'm really glad you came on the show. Yep. Me too. Yeah, it's cool, yeah. man. I can't wait to see you. You know, I, I'm, I love watching your progression because you're like, moving quick quicker now yeah, i'm trying not to i'm trying not to get ahead of myself at the same time though because i've already kind of made some mistakes that i kind of want to make some videos on like you were talking earlier steve of showing my successes and my failures because yeah i've had a few um instances where i i love this sport so much right that i want to get out and fly every possible opportunity that i get and when the weather is forecasted to be one thing but you get out to the field and it's something else should you be flying or should you not be kind of thing? And, and I've, I've gone up now in some funky air and it's definitely uh, a little bit spooky um, and just kind of rushing through things. I'm trying to not get ahead of myself with the excitement factor, uh, just trying to be diligent on doing good pre-flights and stuff like that. Um, there was actually an instance where I think it was like two weeks ago now where I was kiting and I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll go up and fly. Maybe I won't or whatever. And I would kind of neglect it a little bit of my pre-flight. My brake line on the left-hand side was actually around the D. It wasn't clear to pulley. It wasn't, it wasn't a big issue, but it was definitely something where I'm like, I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> Always make sure to do your pre-flight uh, as thorough as possible. Totally understood. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can, um, Did Steve freeze? I think he, he did. He might be thinking about his next word. Might be. Do we Are lose back, Steve? What? Did y'all lose me? There you yeah. go. Yeah. All right. There you oh, are. Oh, my bad. I was I was saying, um <laughs> it, you you be the judge. You know, if you go out there and maybe the app's telling you that it's good flying weather, but it but it's you don't have a good feeling about it, there's no shame in saying, you know what, I'm not gonna fly today. Yeah. You know, you don't have to risk it, man. There's always going to be a better day. Yeah. No, like and I said, I'm just trying to get ahead of myself. And I'm actually partially thankful that I have flown in some of the 
little bit more dynamic air just to get my tolerance a little bit higher. It's not, I don't personally think I'm flying in unsafe conditions, but it's definitely a little bit startling for a beginner like myself to fly in, you know, a little bit early in the day or a little bit windier conditions. Um, It's crazy how when you turn down wind, it's like you're on a racetrack and then you turn into the wind, (laughs) just sitting there, you're parked. It's a crazy, it's just a crazy feeling getting up there and flying these things, man. It's like I said, it's been life changing for me and I can't wait to to share more with everybody too. Cool. Cool. Can't wait. There you go. It is life changing. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Changed my life. Just going on that first tandem. And and I always tell people, you know, it's it's different for everybody. You know, when you first get in the air, I don't care if you're doing a tandem or if you're flying your own, your, your own trike or, you know, your free flight or whatever. Um, Everybody has a different feeling when they go up there and, yeah. yeah, you can't help it. The it's just like, gosh, it's overwhelming, but it's so exciting, yeah. you know. And and when you land, you're just like, when what I did my do? first one, I, when I landed, I was laughing, I was crying, and I was just like, so many emotions, you know. I was so proud of myself that I, that's really stepping out of your comfort zone, and I, I just know. did a tandem, you yeah. know. So and, and that's part of the reason I, I got I, into the sport too is. I've been scared of heights and I wanted to push myself into that. It sounds kind of counterintuitive. You know what I mean? Like it's not something you would think you would want to do, but sometimes facing those fears is like the most rewarding thing you can do. So one thing I wanted to ask you now, I know you've, you've felt the rush when you, you know, you're going with the wind, you go really fast. Have you got to a point to where there was enough wind where you either didn't go forward or went backwards? So I flew the other night and um, I actually got it. I might be putting a video up of that flight. And it was, it was like almost nothing on the ground, like two miles an hour. But if I flew over the windsocket, like 200 feet, I was, I swear I was like parked. And as soon as I would start to come down, I would start going forward the, the closer I got to the ground. Um, but yeah, sometimes flying in those kind of conditions are definitely scary. I think the biggest part for me that's, the most scary is like when you're crosswind and when you're turning back into the wind, I always feel like the right side of the wing, if I'm turning right or whatever, that side's just going to like fold in if the <laughs> wind is like strong enough. But you know, that those are just like dumb fears of mine, I guess that I have. Uh, no, it's understandable. Yeah. It's understandable. I mean, I won't I feel like, isn't that how you'll get like a wingtip collapse or whatever? If the wind is coming at that one side of the wing hard enough, it could push it in. Is that how that works, or I don't think. I, I mean, with with you, the it, a wing loaded, it takes a lot to, you know, to uh, tip a wing tip in. Okay. So I mean, if you're just doing a light turn, you know, or something like that, I don't think that you'd have to really worry about anything. Are you checking your winds aloft before you go up? Yes, yes, I am. And I it was forecasted to be that way, but I was like, man, the whole rest of the night leading up to that was like totally calm. It was way smoother than forecasted, so I stayed up. And like, as I stayed up towards sunset, I could notice that it was getting stronger as I stayed up and I'm like, I should probably get down. (laughs) And I did. It's really fun when you go up and you start flying backwards. Yeah. I, um, I haven't experienced that yet. I think the strongest conditions I've flown in are probably like a 10 mile an hour wind. Um, a lot, nothing like, 
nothing like that on the surface. It'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. like a two on the surface or a five on the surface and 10 aloft. Ah, so, well, no. so those aren't, those aren't bad wins then. No. I was thinking you were really pushing the. <laughs> no. Was... And, and I don't think I'll fly. Like if the forecast says anything over 10, usually I'm like, ah, I'll wait for another day. Um, so you haven't done any reverse launches then? Right? I did. I did actually did. do two of them um, where, yeah, I, I've done two reverse launches now where I took off and flew uh, starting off reverse. Cool. Which is fun. It's it's really yeah. fun. It's a lot easier because you can almost kite the wing and, and do your pre-flight while you're on the ground still before you take off. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I like higher winds myself. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, and it's like It's like two steps and you're off. In, I, I love in, reverse, man. Whenever I can get it, I'm I'm gonna do reverse. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I kind of almost prefer forward currently, just because I have more experience with forward. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, I'm sure eventually I'll get. I would love to go fly at the beach one day, where the winds are nice and laminar. And uh, beach is amazing. Yeah, all I feel day. like that's, that's the spot where you need to learn reverse instead of inland, where you get all the rotor and stuff off the trees. Yeah, it's so risky, I, 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 I wanted to say something that Steve, you mentioned it that you know, don't to, to be tempted to what was it you said? Don't be tempted to fly when conditions were I can't remember exactly what you said. Um, I was saying, you know, the, the app may say one thing, but if you go out there and you don't have a fee a feeling, you know, say you, yes, you're yes. not feeling it, yes. then don't do it. You know, that's you need it. To be that's physical. it. Physical, your mind needs to be in the right. You need to be yeah. in the right state of mind to fly also. And yeah. that's another thing too, that I've well, learned a lot from the Kyle. flip side. The flip side to that is what I was getting at. And okay. you'll be tempted to do this to like go out and go like, mm, I know what the forecast calls for this and this. And then you look at things and you're like, I got this, I can do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, mean, I, I think, I don't think there's one paramotor pilot that's flown that hasn't, you know, for a while that hasn't gotten themselves in a situation where it's like, Dang, man, I wish I would have stayed on the ground. I knew better, you know? <laughs> yeah, but that's like a, I, I think you almost kind of need to do stuff like that to really have it stick and have you learn. You At don't. For me. You don't have to do that. You don't have to, but for some like it's it's like, oh, that was, that's really a good learning thing for myself. It, it is, it is, but it's, I mean, it's risky. Know, things can go wrong, right? Yeah. So, and it's an elective. Yeah. It's risky biscuits. Oh, no. <laughs> Risky biscuit. He's, he's got on a Tucker suit. I got a freaking hoodie back here. It's Tucker suit. Yeah. I think everybody has some of his merch. I would. Well, I was trying to win a free paramotor. I mean, why not order some stuff? Yeah. That <laughs> Mac flies look really nice, but I, yeah, yeah. I feel like they're more suited for like the acro type of pilots, aren't they? I don't. I flew a Mac fly when I trained with Kyle, and I really liked the way that just the comfort of that thing, even though it has the weird swing arms on it it's just it it was real comfortable more was than easy to get into the seat oh yeah easy because i was watching judson one of judson's videos maybe or somebody and they were talking about how the mac fly was a little bit he had to kick into the seat a little bit more maybe it was just his specific one or something he he weighs like 90 pounds he, yeah he don't yeah. even count <laughs> I, <laughs> i've never had trouble getting in my seat like that though so i'm wondering if it's not an adjustment issue on the harness it's kind of sounding like that to me that's yeah. what it's sounding like because as soon as i take off i slide right into my seat without any problem just simply lifting your knees 
you know, yeah, yeah that whole hang check that Hunter was doing, that's the best way. I mean, you can sit Absolutely. here and practice getting in your seat while you're on the ground, not flying. Exactly. You know what it's going to be like, you know. Yeah, yeah. and now as soon as I get up. How are your shoulder straps, Hunter? What was that? How tight are your shoulder straps? Are they real loose? Um, I want to say that my shoulder straps are – if you know where the buckles are, like the – um, at the bottom of like the padding, uh, uh, I'm gonna say that that is like almost right here on me. Yeah, I, that might be. That would mean that they would be loose. Okay. Too too. Well, I'm not saying too loose. I'm saying I think that means that they would be looser, which mm -hmm. means the motor would be coming up higher, which means your seat would be up higher. Okay. You would almost have to kind of jump into the seat. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm just speculating. Well, I think I'm at a point now where I, I can kick myself into the seat pretty easily. At least I can get, I want to say I can get like two thirds or three quarters of the way into the seat on my own with just knee kicking. And then once I'm flying and I can stow my brakes, then I can really get into the seat all the way. And I pull those little comfort um, tabs where the those front are great, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, they're so awesome. It's like, like comfier uh, than my couch. Yes. A double-edged sword because if you pull the shoulder straps up tight, it the motor feels better on your back because it's up higher. But then but I feel like your thrust to, angle is more forward, then, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, well it's harder to get in your seat too because your your seat board goes up higher on your back. Then you can't get uh -huh. into it. So maybe so, having them looser is okay. No, yeah, I think it's the other way around, Steve. I mean, because the motor is that's being pulled up by the wing. I guess it really depends on how tall you are. If you I mean, if you if I bring my shoulder straps way up really tight, then my seat board goes up a little past my rear end. So I have to kind of hop up into my seat. I only have to loosen them maybe that far and then I'm good. Yeah. We also need to ask what size uh, harness do you have? Uh, it's a large, extra large. Yeah. Uh, the pair of jet. Uh, well, it's right here. I can, I think it's a. Uh... Parajet's do that comfort seat anyway, isn't it? Yeah, it's an LXL. Yeah. And I just mounted uh, my reserve a couple flights ago, too. So having the reserve on the side, getting into the seat's a little bit more difficult with that thing in the way, too. Mm hmm But, no, like I said, I've been, I've been able to get into the seat a little bit easier now. Um, and another thing, too, that is really helpful with just, like, getting comfortable up in the sky too is like being able to get up there at a high enough altitude where I can stow my brakes, take a breath and just like kick back for a second uh, to kind of, you know, let it all go. <laughs> There's nowhere to go, but up now, Hunter. Right. Right. <laughs> and it's funny. Like I've, I was so scared of heights and now every flight that I go on, I'm like looking forward to going higher than I did the last time. It's it's so weird because I mean Sean's scared of heights. I'm technically I can't even watch videos where people are up on skyscrapers. It yeah, makes my hands no sweat. No yeah, me too. But if I get on a paramotor, I'm I just feel so comfortable. It doesn't yeah. bother me. Yeah. So and the, another thing too that I think has helped a lot of my flying anxiety is being able to trust the equipment, um, and just being able to trust that this thing's not going to just drop out of the sky randomly. Um, I went on a tandem flight with uh, instructor local here, and that's one thing that I was just terrified of the whole time I was on the tandem flight, is I was just like, man, 
we're up here with a trash bag above our heads. Is this <laughs> really holding us right now? Or just the, uh, the, those carabiners can hold all that weight. Um, it, it's just amazing to think that it can. Yeah. Um, I'm not to mention the little strings. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> I, I get that all the time. I can't believe you go out there and do it with just a piece of fabric holding you up in the air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty strong. And, and those lines aren't just little pieces of line. They're, they're pretty strong. Right. Kevlar. Extremely strong. Dyneema or something. They have Dyneema. I've had a couple of bags on my lines when I've taken off in that little wheat field initially when I first started off. And I've been pretty hard on my wing just, you know, in my progression of learning where, you know, the condition, it wasn't a very nice manicured grass field like I should have been in. Uh, it was, you know, a little bit of stubble and stuff like that. Um, where I've had a couple snags on those lines and I'm like, they would almost pull me back and I'm like, oh crap, did I break a line? And they, they, they don't even flinch. Those lines are pretty strong. You can rip the wing pretty easy though. If you yeah, I, I patched a hole already. Oh, okay. So I'm yep. making sure you know. <laughs> yep. Yep. The lines are a little stronger than the wing. You can poke a hole in that wing pretty easy. Or a yeah. grasshopper, if you pack your wing up and leave a grasshopper or a moth in there, they'll eat a hole in it. Yeah, they love yeah. eating that stuff. Do you do you cut your wing upside down at all to try to get them out, or what's the best way to get that stuff out of there? You just reach down in there, upside well, down, upside down kiting, and shake it for sure. Yeah, I'm not very good at doing the upside down kiting. Do you have any tips? Yeah. So, so when you do your uh, your regular hand kiting, yeah, you, know, you have your hand on the A's and one's on the brake, right? Yeah. So you turn over your wing, and now your brakes are your A's. Mm -hmm. And your A's are your brakes. So, and uh, you need a little bit of a wind to do that. But once you do okay. that, yeah, you can kind of uh, kite it up just a little bit and shake it. Okay. And that's usually a pretty good method to clean out uh, the pockets. Uh, usually your buttholes will be able to uh, get all the, yeah, I see you laughing at that one. Yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> if you don't know uh, on paramotors, uh, the, the trailing or the trailing edge at the tips they have either velcro where you can let debris out that's called a, a butthole right and then the newer versions on the tips where the wing tips are the wing tips down on the trailing edge there should be little velcro uh things that you can open up and that where you can let all the debris out uh i did new, not know that the new ones they actually have butthole 2.0 and the 2.0 are the little holes that are along your trailing edge that allow debris to come out as you're flying Oh, okay. So yeah. can you, you fly with those open to clean them out? <laughs> Some of them, uh, you can actually fly with them open, uh, like the Roadster 3. I know uh, you can open up the, the Velcro and then this, and then the thing comes through, which allows you to fly on the beach and all that debris comes out the buttholes. Okay. I got, I got to show y'all this. I've probably yeah. shown y'all before, but I know Hunter hasn't seen this. My buddy came into land oh, a couple months ago. And I saw this dark shadow in his wing when he came into land. And I was like, dude, what the hell is in your wing? Oh, nothing. So we turned it upside down. This was in his wing. I've seen, a meteorite? I've seen rocks. This I've is seen a volcanic rocks. rock. It's very light. Don't get me wrong. But this is huge to be in a wing. I was like, dude, that was in your wing. And he was going to throw I was like, no, I'm keeping that, dude. That thing's Souvenir. Been, 
I thought you were showing me your kidney stone or something. No, no my <laughs> wife uses this to scrub her feet now. So, you know, I know. <laughs> good lava stone. Yeah. So that's, that's a good, thanks for the, the tip there. I'll try to see if mine's got Velcro and if I can clean it out, because there's been times where I'll, I'll have it laid out in my shop just to kind of inspect the fabric, which I do. Like I try to do it honestly, like once every couple of weeks, just to make sure if there's no, like any other holes that I, developed i gotta pick up some of that rip stop tape that's a a good i've heard of guys you know patching really really small holes with if they use that oh you bought tape. the wing used so you didn't get like free rip stop with your wing no i did but it's only white oh okay gotcha. so like i know i have a few really really small pinholes that are on the red part of my wing uh so i didn't really want it to you know <laughs> spider three butthole yeah, that's so, what they're called as a boho. I mean, that's okay. what they're called. Yep. So it does say that there is uh you have one that has the velcro on the spider. Do I have one on the Kona? Kona two? Um, all you have to do is search for yeah, it. I'll, I'll have to look. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, um, he's flying the Kona now. Yeah. I think it's I, I don't know if you guys probably recommend it too. I, I feel like the Kona 27 meters probably the wing I should get comfortable with first anyways, which is what I have been doing um, compared to my spider 26. Well, I'm, I'm about, well, I was 220. Now I'm probably in the 240 ish range, but my wing is a 27. Mm -hmm. okay. So it's the same size, I mean, but I got a BGD magic, which is okay. a class a wing. So it's yeah. like beginner, beginner wing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've heard good things about the magic though. Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's a good wing. It, I don't think it flares probably as good as, uh, especially the spider. It probably that's what, good. like I said, that's the one flight I did take with my spider. That's one thing that was predominantly way better is the flare on landing. I felt like I could just pretty much just gracefully come down versus my Kona. I feel like I don't have as much power on the flare. Right. right. But I feel like that's maybe a characteristic of a, um a slower glider maybe they don't have as much flare authority compared to like a more spicier wing like a spider i don't know if that's correct or not he's usually your friend unless you have wind coming at you that'll that'll slow you down as you flare but if mm -hmm. there's zero wind and you got one of them big floaty gliders it does it doesn't seem to flare too well unless i let my i'll let my trims out all the way out gain some speed yeah so that I can flare. Because if I don't, I'll come in like a rock. Just yeah. plop. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> and I've already I've already taken a couple knees. Um, I hit the frame on one of my landings. I haven't broken a prop. Knock on wood. I don't. Yeah, I don't I'm waiting that for that. You got to knock a prop. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knocks a prop. Uh, At some point. It, mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's like, you know, with a car. It's not if you're going to have a flat tire, it's when. Yeah. So. Always have a spare. Yeah. I slipped in wet grass and broke a prop. So I yeah, mean, that's I, I slipped in wet grass as well and I hit the frame. I didn't hit the prop, thankfully. Uh, yeah. But that's like another thing too, is like uh running in wet grass, you wouldn't think it's that big of a deal until you have to land in it. Yeah. Well, that's where you slide in. Yes. Yeah, you, all right. What a landing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put on some football cleats or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 you want to slide in okay yeah definitely um when it's white grass slide in you're just basically you're doing a foot drag all the way to a landing so uh once you start getting into the foot dragging thing 
foot dragging to a landing is the easiest landing that you'll ever do. You're just foot dragging and then you just pull, pull, pull and you flare and you just walk it out. So do you start your, like once your feet touch the ground, is that when you start to just keep pulling to maintain where your feet are? Um, are you talking about what, like a, like a foot drag? Uh, like, yeah, like a foot drag kind of landing. Like what's okay. the best way to come in? Like, do you start your flare once your feet start dragging? You know, um, I, I would work on, a I, I have a bad tendency of once my feet like get even close to the ground, I pull too much and then I pop up and then okay. I come slamming down. Okay. Um, just go a little bit slower when you're coming, uh, when you're uh, flaring. So it isn't just from here and then flare. It's a nice slow breaking. It's like when you're breaking in a car, you know, just you can use slowly pulling down, just slow pull down. And that way you can keep that altitude as you're coming in and you can just pretty much just walk out. Yeah. Um, I would do a lot of, um, I'd work with a uh, touch and goes. Yeah. Uh, once you're able to do touch and goes, then you're able to do a lot more, but my, I, I I tell myself every time I go flying, I'm like, I'm going to do some touch and goes today. I'm going to do touch and goes. And then as soon as I get up in the air, I'm like, man, I really don't want to land. <laughs> so when you land, this is something that you got to think about is try to, you know, when you land, think I'm going to do a touch and go. However, instead of doing the touch and go, just touch and land. That'll be the softest landing that you'll ever do is a touch and go, but you don't go. Okay. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I... I have, I have been telling myself this more and I stuck most of my landings since I've been telling myself this, but like you say, when you just kind of got a slide in or whatever with the foot drag, I have that mentality a lot and then I don't run at all. And then I end up like taking a knee or something like that. Um, so I've been telling myself before I land, like, like I psych myself up and I'm like, run it out, run it out, run it out. Don't forget to run. And as soon as I get my, like, I'll even just like pedal my feet like this while I'm still in the sky. And as long as my feet are moving just a little bit, um, I, I haven't, you know, botched a landing, but as soon as, if I come in with my feet, just like stationary like that, I almost forget to run. Uh, I'm only saying that when you have wet grass, okay, because yeah. wet grass, you'll probably fall if you try to run it out. If you have wet yeah. grass and you come in, uh, you probably need to do a little bit of a slide, which is kind of like coming in and slowly pulling your brakes so you can nice and gently and you just slide that last couple of feet instead of trying to stick it and try to run. If you do that, you might, you know, fall backwards or forward. So I you slowly know. pull my brakes and my cage is going into the ground. I'm just telling you now. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, you know, I guess I didn't get that down on that. Well, you know, it, it it's different with each wing, right? So it depends yeah. on which, uh, you know, how much wind that you have, uh, wh where your trim setting is, your wing itself, right? So you have a big uh, A wing that's going to be a lot different than a B wing uh, or a C wing like I fly. When I fly a C wing, I'm coming a lot hotter. But when I come in, I come in, but I can keep that altitude as I'm slowly pulling down right as, I mean, my feet are just dragging. So I come in, I'm doing a little bit of drag, and then right where I'm uh, all the way down, I just walk it out. I'm that slow then. Yeah, my so cone of the trimmers, time. the trimmers are like as long as my finger. And my spider, they're like a foot. <laughs> they're like a foot. Oh, yeah. Now be oh, careful so. of that spider, right? So the spider, if you go past neutral, you can't pull brake. Okay. Right? So I've been, the only time I did fly it, I had it in the middle. Like I think yeah. it's... There's like red, red, and white or something. It was maybe the center line was red, and I right. just I had them set in the middle. 
Right. So if you keep it on that neutral point, if you do go out past neutral, you got to use your tip steering to steer. Okay. So if oh, you forget to small. pull it, if you forget to pull it into neutral and you come in for a landing and pull the, the brake, your wing could possibly collapse. Okay. So you got to be really careful. And when you're flying, if you're past neutral, to, you know, look on your, uh, obviously look at your manual. If you're past neutral and you pull brake, you possibly could do uh, have a collapse also. So past neutral is tip steering. And have you used your tip steering on? I your... haven't used the tip steering yet. And the Kona, like I said, the trimmers are really small. And I think I can use brakes at any point on the, you can. On the you Kona. Can. Yes. Um, yes. And that also has tip steering as well, but I haven't uh, used on, it. Yet. Yeah. On most. Yeah. Always look at your, your manual. Most a wings, they have a small trim setting and uh, they don't have tip steering. If they have tip steering, obviously, uh, if your wing has tip steering, look to see if they uh, say if you're past neutral, don't use brakes. Mm -hmm. um, so. Yeah, the, the Kona has tip steering and a really small trimmer, which is kind of. Different. Yeah, I, I have small trimmers, but no uh, tip steering on my wing. Yeah, so definitely look at your manual before you, uh, you know, let the trims all the way out and use brakes. Um, it seems like the Kona probably would allow allow that, but don't listen to me. Always listen to your manual. Yeah, for sure. Very important. And I I, I, uh, I experienced tip steering one time on a tandem ride that I did. And it's almost like power. Like you just pull it like this and you're like, <laughs> you know, it's almost like core <laughs> steering. Wait, which wait I haven't experienced for myself yet. I haven't felt the like the resistance of a tip, tip line. It's probably a lot easier to pull than the brake is. Yes. I haven't experienced that yet. Yes. And wait until you have 2D uh, tied in that's where you have your tip steering and your brakes tied in depending on where your arms are and how you do it you're going to be moving pretty fast you want to do a, a nice barrel roll or uh yeah i think uh, i think I'm, I'm really happy with just um really slow cruising around currently there you go <laughs> Me too. nothing wrong with that at all there's, you're there's able another to local guy that flies around he's got a bgd luna too yeah and, um he's he's like a 150 hour pilot and he he cranks and banks all over the place. And I, at first, when I first got into the sport, I was watching him and I was like, holy crap, that that looks scary, <laughs> you know. And the other day he actually flew right next to me. We were both in the sky side by side. It was probably one of the coolest things I've ever had experienced. Nice. What's really yeah. interesting, though, once you start doing, you know, uh, small wing overs and you start doing, you know, carving the sky where you feel comfortable. Yeah. What you look like and look, you know, and and feel when you see some when some when you're down on the ground and you're looking up, it looks like you're doing some barrel rolls and stuff like that. Yeah. So it looks different from the ground than what you're actually doing up in the air, because I've done some little small S turns and stuff like that. And they thought I was doing some barrel rolls. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think another thing that I'm going to try to get better at, too, is um, just controlling the oscillations. I haven't really gone up and purposely, like, got got the thing swinging, but I think it's probably a good uh, training thing that I can train myself a little bit better to just be able to get rid of that. Because um, I have gotten knocked around a little bit, but that cone is so safe, I can just kind of go hands up. And it kind of just stabilizes itself eventually. But I think it, I kind of, that's one thing I want to do on the next couple of flights is I want to kind of swing around a little bit and be able to stop it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't even feel oscillations or anything anymore. My bump tolerance is so crazy because I go up in some really rowdy air. Um, yeah. And uh, if it, if it doesn't, if my tips don't go in at all, 
to me, that's not bumpy. Once my tips start flopping in, then to me, I consider it kind of bumpy. Yeah. So, and it's amazing what those wings will do. You would be in some crazy air and those wing tips will not collapse. I didn't really get <laughs> oscillations till I put it on the trike. And I mean, the, the best way I could explain it, which Sean will probably, um, like if you're oscillating, say you go to the right, as the wing's coming back up, that's when you apply brake. And then it'll yeah. just even or, out. Or I was just thinking of like, if it's swinging to the right, I'm just going to turn right. You know, yeah, yeah, if you go on through with it, but yeah. I mean, if it if it goes right and it's starting to come back left, give it a little bit of right break and it'll just it'll just stop right. Because I did I did some towing um, with the instructor here and on my toes when I first got into this and I didn't really understand. I had that like motorcycle or car mentality where you want to counter steer and it's like co totally opposite with PPG is like if he's like okay well try to do a little bit of a right turn and i'd pull right and i'd almost pull too much and i'd be like oh i want to go left again and i, I did one of these maneuvers and it started yeah. going like this and i'm like yeah. oh crap. like you know you don't want to pull left when it's uh um, yeah, yeah if you're doing it that way it'll make it worse don't yes. don't do the wrong right so worse, i learned that in towing and now it's like oh nope just slowly come out of the brake yeah you know slow inputs in and out is is there you go. really going to keep it stable. Here's a secret for you too. If you're up high enough and you get some oscillation, just turn one way or the other. If you're, uh, you got a Moster 185, right? So that torques to the right, right? So if yeah. you got an oscillation, just pull a little bit on the right and do a little turn and that oscillation will stop. So when you come out of the turn, you don't have the oscillation anymore. Yep. 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 That works. And another thing too, that kind of makes me a little bit uneasy sometimes is like my my uh, fiance was filming me one day when I took off and she's like, man, I was so scared for you. Cause you were so far pitched back. She's like, I thought the wing was going to fall behind you. And like, sometimes now, ever since she said that I'll be like doing a full power climb and I look up at the wing and it's like behind me. Um, and I'm like, man, how far can I really let this thing go back? <laughs> that guy, Dave, um, I forget his last name, Garrison or something. When he came to the, yeah, he dropped out again. Right up. But he does some crazy acros, so don't don't try to copy that. No, 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 no. I just I want to know what like is, is safe. You know, like how far can I let it fall back? And then like if I want to build energy, because this is really a fun thing that I did. I think like a couple times in my flying, couple hours flying, is I would come into power and then I would kind of just let it go and and let the wing kind of come forward and. And just feeling oh, that like surge. Uh, that surge come forward is really fun, but I don't want it to come too far forward or if that's even a thing of um, concern when it's loaded. Always can always a concern, right? So everything when you're flying a uh, paramotor and you got that pendulum, everything that we do up there is uh, energy management, right? Yeah. So you make a turn, uh, you give it power, you let off the power, everything uh, has energy. So that wing has energy. So, right. So as you're going up, if you let go, that energy is still in that wing and it's still wanting to go forward. Right. Yeah. So you have to uh, manage that energy and you can use your brakes to, you know, keep it from going forward or going back. So what but I would having do, it come forward is so fun because you get to dive at the ground. <laughs> right. That's, Just be careful how that's dangerous. Do. Like if you did that whole thing where your wings behind you and you let off the gas quick, 
it's yeah. going to surge forward real, and then it's going to take a funnel collapse. Right, and you're right. going to splat the ground. So. Oh, and I, I, I'll, as soon as I see it, I usually I'm on the brakes to stop it. But uh, I just I have felt it where it's just like oh, and I've watched other pilots do that where they're purposely like, you know, I don't know if it's a safe thing to be doing. And I I mentioned it actually to the pilots after I watched them do it, but they would be coming in and they would they'd just be on the power off the power, just kind of playing with that. Uh, up and down kind of you know energy. the porpoise maneuver yeah, yeah yeah so if you use the power that's porpoising if you just pull if you have it you know idling and you're pulling that's called whip stalls so you're you're whipping and you're stalling right so you stall and then you whip you stall and then you whip so that's whip stalls power is porpoising but yeah it's it's fun to do but once again but you gotta be safe when you're doing it and you know it's energy management tough to know like where the safe spot really is and the way to do that is to get yourself to an SIV course whenever you feel like you're ready to do that. An SIV course will give you so much more confidence because you'll understand what all your lines do. When you go up there and you pull your A lines, your B lines, and you do frontal collapses, you do horseshoes, uh, you're able to do um, uh, uh, spirals, flat down spirals and wing overs in an SIV course. Um, you feel more confident because you know that this wing is not going to collapse. Or if it does collapse, you're you're pulling everything that you've got to collapse it. And as soon as you let go, it's like, yeah. and it's really hard to collapse these wings. It, it's really a good thing. I would suggest uh, anybody that is able to get out there and do an SIV course. They're really awesome. But and I also at the same time don't know if I'm ever going to be, I say that now. But I don't know if I'm ever going to be a pilot that's really, you know, being the risky type. But oh no, no, no! It's not about risky. It's like what happens if something happens. You you get to know what your wing does. You know, so you go through your SIV course, but you never do acro when you're flying a paramotor, right? Because you know that that that's different, right? Um, what I like to do is go to the SIV courses so I can feel what the wing does. You're in a free flight harness, you get towed up so you don't have the, the motor on your back and you can really feel and you get to know what each of these lines do. What happens if this gets pulled over here? What happens if this gets pulled? What happens if you get a collapse? You have to recollapse your wing sometimes to reinflate your wing. So it really just helps you when you get into really rowdier wind and you advance you know, into rowdier, more rowdier wind, you get to know what your wing actually does. So an SIV course is not an acro course. An SIV course is to understand what your wing does in certain situations. Mm -hmm. And you get to throw a reserve so you can actually feel what a reserve throw feels like in real life. Yeah, that scares me, even thinking about having to throw a reserve, or even if it's like intentional throw, like what you would do in an SIV, it still is nerve wracking to think about. It's nerve wracking until you do it. And then it's like, oh, no big deal. Really? It's like driving a car. When you first get into a car at 16 years old, it's nerve wracking. Now you yeah. probably drive across town and don't even remember putting on your seatbelt or yeah. pressing the gas or brake or even how you got there. So, I mean, you know, um, nerve wracking when you're first learning stuff for sure. Mm -hmm. That's how this whole sport has been. This entire progression is it's scary at first. And then once you do it, it's like you're overwhelmingly confident <laughs> yes never stop learning man you learn yes today yeah absolutely do it. well kevin said he had to go um so he said uh, hope everyone has a great night um and yeah it's almost nine o'clock so we've been talking for a long time i really appreciate everyone hanging out and i know will fly usually has to get out of here pretty quick too so thank you for hanging out with us 
Yeah, man. So once again, uh, Hunter, let everybody know your .com, what you do, how to get up with you, and we'll let you go. We'll say goodbye to everybody else on the uh, panel. Yeah, um, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I was really fun. I hope we can do it again sometime and talk more and keep learning. Um, but yeah, I mainly do car stuff. Uh, we build hot rods, do dyno tuning, stuff like that. I recently got into the paramotor stuff, been documenting most of it on my YouTube channel and my personal Facebook page. Um, but yeah, my, my YouTube channel is called Hunter Tuned and my website is huntertuned.com. And uh, my personal Facebook page, you guys can add me as a friend or whatever if you want on there. It's Hunter Mulholland. You guys can see my name here on the screen. Uh, just type that on Facebook. You can add me as a friend and uh, follow along with my progression with PPG. And I uh, can't wait to get up and go fly again. Absolutely. Well, thank you so yeah. much, Hunter. I definitely appreciate you, buddy. Thank you, Hunter. Yeah. Like I said, I appreciate you guys. Yeah. You guys, what you're doing here is awesome. And um, yeah, I'm glad to be a part of it. I hope you can come back every week and be part of the panel. Yes, yeah. welcome, welcome, welcome. That's right. Yeah. Thank you, Hunter. Be yeah. safe out there. Yeah, thank you. You guys too. Hey. Thank you, buddy. See ya. All right. So, Linda Anderson, your turn to say goodbye, ma'am. Goodbye. 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 No, thank you, um, chatters and listeners and all that stuff um, for hanging with us tonight. It, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate y'all on Monday nights. I appreciate my panel too. And next week is our 200th show. Para peeps out there in Paraland. So come join us. Jump in the Zoom. Join the party. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I've got uh, January. I have January 15th and January 22nd. I already have guests for both those days. You guys saw the, the calendar, the booking calendar there. So um, I'm pretty excited about that. I still have the 29th um, is open and the 8th. So January 8th and 29th is open. So if you guys have anybody, want, send them over to me. You know, I, I really appreciate it. And, you know, I'll, I get on it and get them on the show. So I don't know if you want to do New Year's Day, if that's something you're thinking about, Sean. I don't know. So, we'll we'll just see what happens because you know we got the twenty fifth Christmas and New Year's Day. I mean, hey, I guess we could, you know, see what happens. Um, we can keep those days open, obviously. Yeah. And uh, we'll just we'll just go with the go with the roll, right? Okay. So we'll just kind of um, concentrate on next Monday, and uh, be, you know, I think it'll be a fun show. So if yeah. you want to be a guest on the show on my show. Uh, go to paramomusa.com and it takes you to my Facebook page and uh, let me know that uh, just say, hey, I want to be on your show and I'll get you set up just like Hunter. And then you can join our panel too if you want. So, and hang with us every Monday night because this is the place to be on Monday, right here, right here. Absolutely. Don't you have a, don't you have a famous son that you want to uh, throw, throw a spot in real quick? Oh, sorry, the coffee kicked in. Um, <laughs> yes, Thursday night, paraglidingtalk.com with your host, Robert Michaels, my other awesomest son. And uh, we always have a really good time on his show, talking paragliders, sometimes paramotors, some, you know, talk about everything, safety, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, check it out, Hunter, on Thursday nights, paraglidingtalk.com. Um, I 
Robert's been paragliding since 2017. And uh, so I started progressively watching his show, you know, watching his shows. And then, um, and now look at me. Now I, I'm on the, I'm doing this show and he's doing his show. So that's so cool. Yeah. I like that. Here's where you are. If you go to paramomusa.com, some pictures yep. of Linda, her bio, and of course, how to get to her Facebook page. Yep. So that's how I got my name, Paramom, because Robert flies in the air. So, yep, it's pretty fun. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Linda. I appreciate everything you thank do. You. I can't believe that we're going to be on our fifth season come January 1st. That's crazy. So fun. So fun. We also got Will Fly from Will Fly PPG. He's the one that has made the spinny will of Winnie Things. He made it his own. Uh, we definitely thank you. You can always find him over at P, uh, willflyppg.com. But tell us a little bit about what you do and all your cool stuff that you do, Mr. Will Fly. Uh, yeah, well, I participate in this really cool show on Monday nights at 8 p.m. you got to check it out. It's called, uh, isn't it now? Um uh, <laughs> runintothesky.org or run into the sky what how are we doing that now sean i know so because this was you know uh just a regular podcast but what we did is we integrated into our run into the sky nonprofit. so you can actually uh so this is actually a nonprofit podcast so you can always find us over at runintothesky.org and our podcast is paratalk.org Cool. Well, so I do that, and then I fly paramotors. I like to make videos about it. I just uh, hit 15,000 subscribers, so I'm kind of excited about that, thanks to my Perhaps. And Wait, uh, I got to put the party thing on my reactions here. I love this thing. <laughs> I've been having fun with this tonight, there see? Yeah, look at that. You created a monster. So, <laughs> yeah, no, just uh, I, I love flying. I've always always loved flying, and and I've got to spend a lot of time flying airplanes and tell you paramotoring just uh, scratches all the itches and it does it so much nicer. I mean, you're up there with the nature and just, just you. And I don't know, I, uh, I was talking to somebody today and I said that the only time I ever feel 100% a okay. And I mean, 100% is when I'm flying and a paramotor. So yeah, great show. Thanks for joining us, Hunter. Really appreciate it. And back to you, yep. Oh, willflyppg.com will take you to my YouTube channel. Or you can just search for Willfly. Excellent. And uh, Angela Preslick just became a blue wrench holder. Whoa. Right on. Whoa. Congratulations. Got a Wait a minute. She gets the party. Yeah. She gets the, the party hat. The big time. Yeah. Definitely. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, we got Scooby Steve from ParrotMotorDude.com. There you go. I'm going to keep mine short and sweet because Angela and Will, I mean, Angela, what the heck? Angela. Linda and Will, because Sean said Angela, Linda and Will took up all the time. Yeah, ParrotMotorDude.com will take you over to my YouTube channel, or you can look up Scuba Vapes. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Hunter said he had a vape shop or not on one of his videos. I think he did, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually used to. Uh, have a vape store so there you go cool. so yeah <laughs> i thought you said that but i wasn't a hundred percent so yeah I, yeah I talk a lot about vaping and then when i talk about paramotors they get mad at me but they're just got to deal with it um some people 
on the channel actually like it. So I have to, you got to kind of please both of them at the same time. But yeah, yeah. that's it. 50 50. <laughs> 50 50. There you go. So yeah, we talk about cooking. Oh Is man, you, Air, yeah, it's it's a grab bag comments. of stuff on Friday nights when it comes to me. So it, it's it, so fun in Munchkin. It's fun. Yes. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. My name is Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. This is uh, fourth season, episode 199. Make sure you join us next week for episode yep. 200. If you've been on our show and want to be on here, or if you just want to be on here for that 200th episode, get up with Linda Anderson by going to ParamountUSA.com and get up with her so you can be on her show. Hunter, thank you so much, buddy, for being on the show. Yeah, thanks again for having me. Thank you, everyone. We definitely appreciate you. And we'll see you next week here on PBG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, clearproptv.com, and paratalk.org. All right. Well, I'll see you next time when we run into this guy. Bye, guys. Peace.